0: You're listening to the Living With Licensing podcast, brought to you by Asgard Media. L-I-C-E-N-S-I-N-G, news and info, stuff is happening, here's the place you've got to go, for the cool kids in the know. Now here's your host, Kelvin Gardner.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Living With Licensing, and I'm delighted to introduce this week's guest, Keith Chapman.
0: Hi Kelvin, lovely to uh, chat to you.
1: Glad to have you with us, Keith, today. And uh, we're actually speaking from uh, to you from your home in Monaco, where, where I think you live more or less full time now. So, what's it like in Monaco?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's actually a really cool place to live, I have to say. Um, I came out about three years ago, so um, I became a resident. Um, and I have to say it's a fabulous place to, to be. Um, we're having a great experience. It's not, it's not going to be forever. We're going to be coming back to the UK. Uh, Emily wants to come back by the end of next year. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful. It's sunny, mostly sunny. There's cool cars everywhere. <laughs> lovely of course, yeah, lovely boats, right. um, yeah. beautiful parks. They keep, they keep the parks really meticulous and uh, it's very safe. Terrific. And of, cu- and of course, it's, uh, there's a bit of tax saving here as well. Yeah. So uh, and I
1: gather you've even had the Tour de France. Uh, right, yeah, the t- there,
0: t- right? Tour de France came through yesterday. Uh, we've got a house along the coast. So we went down there and they came past the, literally the front door. So we, we all came out and took some shots. I've never seen it before. It was an amazing experience. Absolutely, I'm sure it was.
1: Uh, so, Keith, you're a man of many talents, but perhaps I could just start by asking you to describe yourself in
0: your work um well uh i am um uh, a creator of kids and family entertainment ip i suppose that's my title um so i create shows and characters and and uh sell them to production companies and I suppose I'm, I'm best known for uh, Bob the Builder and Paw Patrol, the, two, yeah, the yes, two big ones.
1: Spanning quite some time. So, yeah, um, in fact, if we, if we uh, before we get on to your decade of hits, shall we say, I'd like just to take you back to the beginnings. And I, as I recall, you, you started your career with the Jim Henson Company in London?
0: Yeah, well, I actually started in advertising as an okay. art director and then made a switch um, after a few years, uh, I had this amazing opportunity to go and work for Jim Henson, and uh, as a sideline to my art director in advertising role, I used to do a lot of cartoons and uh, cartoon strips, greeting cards and stuff, so I was always drawing, and uh, this amazing opportunity came along to go and work for the Muppets, which I applied for and got, um, right. and, went, and went and worked uh, in the art department up in uh, Hampstead at the time, where Jim had a couple yeah. of houses, yeah. Um and, and met a lot of incredibly talented people there. I'm still friends with uh, a few of those guys. And what
1: what would they? What was the output of Jim Henson at the, the time you were there? Uh,
0: well, uh, so The Muppets was my favorite show at art college. We all used to run back, um, leave leave college mm-hmm. halfway through a lesson to run back and watch The Muppets because it was so good. Um, so I'd always loved that show. So when when the, this came along, this opportunity, I was then able to work on those characters, draw those characters, but also at the time they had shows like Muppet Babies and Fraggle oh, Rock yes, of yeah. uh, coming through, so we, we worked on those. They also had uh, some amazing films that they'd released just before I started. There was Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. uh, which, which was an incredible, uh, creative, um, uh, inventive film. And uh then the labyrinth if you remember that uh, I remember David Bowie it very well my, yes and, and my I think... all-time favorite musician <laughs> was playing the lead role
1: yeah pretty good co- pretty cool and I think both of those films have got a sort of cult following now haven't they as well decades later? yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah they have they have um and I got I, I was lucky to get an, an invite over to pinewood um to, to watch them film that labyrinth I was standing right next to David Bowie uh, <laughs> <laughs> just look at it this guy that i'd always adored you know it was, yeah. it was an incredible experience quite a mega star
1: so m- moving forward a little bit then h- how was it that um bob the builder came a- came about and, and and how did you then get involved with hit entertainment i'm fascinated by okay how, how so
0: so um while i was at henson met, met, met these people i was talking about one of them was this amazing guy called peter orton who yeah. was the super salesman at uh henson sold them up it's all over the world yeah a uh, very clever guy. Who then, when when they closed down the offices in London to take it all back to America, everybody uh, was obviously thinking about uh, having to make new careers. And Peter left um, and started up Hit Entertainment. Right. Um, he uh, actually negotiated uh, uh, a deal to take the to, to take the uh, the brand name Hit. That originally was Henson International Television, of course, yeah, Uh, and he took that and started Hit Entertainment. And um, I was able then to take uh, phone Peter up um, and ask him if he wanted to see some ideas. I took in about half a dozen, and one of them was Bob. Uh, I'd been working on these ideas for some years, and, and Bob had been inspired by. Uh, JCB I saw working out in the road in my, uh, when, okay. I, when I used to live in Wimbledon Village yeah. um, I saw this JCB I thought that would make an in- amazing uh, character um, so I uh, sort of sketched out on my, on my way to work in advertising when, back in the day on the tube and then I created a number of friends that he could have and then I thought right now they need a human character hmm. to, to look after them so they're like the naughty kids if you like <laughs> Um, and then I thought of... So it was, it, was, it was a toss-up between Bill the Builder or Bob the Builder, and All I went right. for Bob. Okay. Um, and that was back in... Uh, so Peter picked that up immediately. I kind of felt that that was the, the strongest idea, okay. and he, he immediately went for it. Yeah. Signed a deal in 96, and uh, it was launched on the BBC in April 99, so it'll be ooh, 22 years old mm. next April. Hmm. Um, and it's done around about $5 billion in, in sales.
1: Yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. And, and probably one of the breakthrough properties that established preschool licensing as sort of the king of licensed merchandise in, in the UK and other major markets, I would say.
0: Yes. Yeah, Bob, Bob, was, the, Bob was the first almost. Um, there'd been a couple of, obviously... Um, uh, there, there were some brands that were that were that were big generally in licensing, like Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, Thomas, of course, um, and and a, and a few others. Yeah. Um, but and Teletubbies came along. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the year that came out, but that was it's a that similar very timing. Well. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah and then so. then there was Dora the Explorer in, coming out of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, but I think so, I think
1: it's still fair to say that Bob was Bob was
0: a real uh, Bob. Bob property. was a, what 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 we, what we c- could call a a breakout hit. Yeah, yeah a global yeah. breakout hit. It went yeah. kind of ballistic. It actually um, jumped from the preschool market into the general um, uh, became a general iconic character with the general public. You know, it was it was talked about in newspapers. Mm. Uh, yeah. It got it, it, you hit know, records he had a <laughs> number one hit. Yeah. Um, beat Westlife to the to, to the n- Christmas number one in Christmas uh, 2000 became the best-selling single that year yeah um, and so it, yeah it was kind of almost the first that did that and um, it was a, an amazing amazing experience to, to see that yeah for me you know with all those kids wearing all that merchandise all over the world <laughs> absolutely wherever right. I went it was incredible
1: and so we that, so we 5 years into the, from the development of Bob and his first success you it, we got to 2001 and that's when you s- you decided to set up your own production company Chapman Entertainment with a couple of partners can you tell us about that phase of your company?
0: Yeah yeah so there were two guys Greg Lynn and Andrew Hayden um, Greg I knew f- our kids went to the same school local school in um, uh, sort of Southfields yeah and um, he and Andrew had a a sort of first-look deal with Universal Music uh, okay. based out of Hammersmith. Yeah. And um, they said, well, why don't we start our own little company um, doing some children's stuff uh, as well? And so I thought that was the right time to do that. Um, I'd started work on a, a young girls' idea at the time because lots of mums used to say, oh, why don't you do something for, for girls because yeah. there's nothing out yep. there? Yeah. Um, so I, I created Fifi and the Flower Tots, um, which, was, which was the first girls' show I created. Um, and Universal actually funded the development of that show. That must have been um, quite
1: a, a, a radical move for them at the time, would it not, Keith?
0: Yeah, it was radical. It, it was. Um, they, they were willing to you know, give us this, this development money on, on that and a number of shows as a, as a first-look deal. And and amazingly, they actually then went out and got 52 episode uh, commission from Milkshake, um, but then uh, they went through some bad financial times. Mm. Um, they were owned by a, a big uh, utility company um, out of France at the time. Oh yes, um, uh, was it Vivendi? We The Vivendi, about? I think yeah. it was, and yeah. um, the the. They got into some trouble and the uh, LA office was then were unwilling to uh, release the funds to, to, to fund this uh, TV show. They, they mm. thought that they only wanted them to do, um, to make things and produce things that they, they understood, like feature films. Yes, of course. And yeah. they, they kind of got rid of all their children's division. Um, so we, because of the deal that we had, we had a reversion clause which uh, allowed us to get back the rights to Fifi. Uh, so we had 52 episode commission, but no then financial backer. So we had mm-hmm. to then put together a pitch and go to the city and we looked for, um, in, um, you know, private investors. Yeah. And we found those in the city who came on board and we set up Chapman Entertainment. Um, and now we had sort of full control over our own IP and um, ownership uh, you know, going forward, including you know setting up our own. Uh, licensing in-house uh, department, yeah. which was which was amazing. Yeah.
1: So a great amount of freedom, but also the uh, taking on an awful lot of risk as well, with everything uh, sitting in your own company.
0: Yes, that's true. Uh, I was really just concentrating on the creative, and yeah. sort of Andrew was running uh, financial, and Greg was MD. So we 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 all had our strengths. And it was doing great. It was flying, really was. I mean, Fifi became the number one girls' brand in the UK. Yeah, it did very well. For a well, few years. It yeah. um, was doing great. It sold to about 166 uh, territories um, around the world. And uh, then um, the second one out the door was... Um, uh, Rory the Racing Car.
1: Yeah, which was another um, You got in there on cars before Disney got in on cars. Yes, we, <laughs>
0: we did, we did. this. Uh, so the this was uh, the first one that I hadn't created uh, uh, 100% because it, an idea came in uh, to us through a guy called Dave Jenkins, a yeah. great guy came in with a concept called Riley the Racing Car. Um, and I could see the potential in that, so I we, we optioned it and I developed it. And uh, I think, of, uh,
1: didn't you say at the time in setting up Chapman Productions that you, you wanted to offer sort of better deals to creators because of your yes. own experience?
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. I was, uh, it was all part of it, to try and encourage you know, talent to come to us with ideas. Um, yeah. And this was the first one. And we, we turned this into Rory the Racing Car. It created yeah. a, a host of new characters to make it work as a TV show. And um, it was it was actually a groundbreaking show to be honest. It was it was brilliantly um, stop frame animated uh, using mm-hmm. the you know the models from um, yep. those wonderful guys up in Manchester, um, uh, McKinnon and Saunders, and um, we set our own animation uh, company up uh, with uh, Phil Chalk running that, who now um, has the factory up in Manchester and doing very right. well. Um, So we had a brilliant director on board with Tim Harper. Uh, We had Studio Liddell doing all the CG work on it because it was a kind of hybrid show. It was like you would film the close-up stuff in stop frame and then the CG would take over for the fast action race scenes and stunts and crashes. So it was almost like a seamless... Uh, nobody actually knew where the, where the joins were uh, yeah. it was so well done and, yeah. and so I kind of consider Rory as, as a, a real groundbreaking show um, and of course you had Peter Kay doing the uh, the brilliant voiceover of uh, Big Chris the mechanic yeah great character uh, and it was just hilarious because Peter ad-libbed most of the way through the <laughs> script so we had yeah. free stand-up live comedy with Peter <laughs> every recording studio terrific, uh, session so. which was like amazing uh,
1: there's a story I think you told uh, at the time that, I, that if I got the story right, that I often uh, tell to people when when you get in this debate in licensing about how much do should licensing professionals get involved in the production process? And, and normally I, I I discourage that, but I think I think there was a good example with with Vivid's input with an idea, wasn't it, for
0: Rory? Yes, yes. Uh, we we I I learned that early on that the toy bring the toy companies in early because. You know what they do is so important, um, and their creativity is just as is just as high as as the qu- quality that, and the creativity that goes into the shows themselves. Mm. Um, and they know their business. Uh, so you know, in Rory, for instance, they said, "Well, you know, you've got him as a racing green, um, which is very nice. But if we make him red, uh, you'll sell ten times more cars." Mm. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and there's a few other suggestions which we took on board. And then, uh, you know, Rory came out flying. You know, it was, yeah. it was the fastest-growing boys' uh, brand, preschool brand at the time. And unfortunately, it was just bad timing with, as you say, Disney launched cars, uh, I think, a year later, just mm. as our stuff yeah. was getting on shelf. Yeah. And, of course, they had, you know, whole racks of shelving of cars yeah. merchandise killing our stuff um so poor rory just suffered because of that had cars not come out i think i really truly believe rory would have become a global superstar yeah
1: um, and i yeah, i think he, he still made his mark and did some very good stuff. yes but, i but, think
0: he won awards and you know in yeah. terms of uh, you know it was it was very successful yeah. in that sense but uh in, yeah, in, the, big, in, in the bigger you know, poor patrol sense. It, uh, it yes, didn't quite true. reach those those heights. Very true. But I mean, then
1: you you carried on. I think uh, Ra Ra the noisy lion. And, yep, uh, two Shouting two there.
0: new ones came in the door. Um, again, encouraging you know, creators to come to us. Uh, Ra Ra was a Ra Ra the noisy lion was a great show uh, con- conceived by. Um, it was actually conceived by Curtis Jobling, who was the art director on Bob, yeah back in the day he he'd gone to McKinnon and Saunders with this concept, which they'd optioned and but they couldn't find the funding for yeah. for Ra so we uh, offered to fund it and and uh, become the rights owner and and do a sort of back end creative deal yeah. with mcKinnon's um, and that's what happened. We took that on. that was a BBC commission. We were getting on with that, and then we, another one came through the door almost immediately, which was Little Charlie Bear, which was uh, a lovely show using the imagination of a bear and um, mm. done by a company called Annex out of Pinewood Studios. Okay. Uh, great guys run, run by uh, Dan Pickering and his crew. And uh, again, 52-episode commission, but no, no money to make it, and we were... Yeah. Slightly, slightly overly ambitious at the mm. time. We thought, well, you can't turn this down. It's 52 episodes by the BBC. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it. And we, and we sort of tried to do it all with, with uh, our own money and money that was coming in from Fifi and Rory. Yep. But literally, oh, I can't remember, it wasn't that long. Halfway through those productions, the world fell off a cliff, if you remember, uh, back in 2008. Two thousand nine, the yep. banks yep. literally all went bankrupt, um, and uh, places like Woolworths went bankrupt overnight. Yes. That was Twenty, 20 yeah. percent of our toy business went straight away. Um, nobody, nobody was buying toys or, or or the big Christmas toys. They were maybe keeping it down to a five quid spend. Mm-hmm. Everybody was suffering. Yeah. Um, so the L and M merchandising money was really you know that fell dramatically and of course we couldn't quite um service the overdraft that we'd had um we'd set up with the bank and of course they had first charge on all of the four brands that we had at the time with chapman entertainment and they made the decision because many of their clients were going bankrupt they thought they panicked and thought, right, we need to sell. We need to sell this. Put them on on the open market, mm. and they ended up ended up selling them to DreamWorks.
1: Right. So DreamWorks
0: yeah. own those brands now, yeah. um, and we were all left to go off and find other things. All the th- thankfully, all the Chapman Entertainment staff went off to do great things and got jobs mm. with other companies. Um, but we had a great company going, and um, you know, I was really proud of what, what we'd achieved because we. We, we won lots of awards, and, and uh, we, we were doing very well, but it was just bad timing.
1: No, it was bad timing, and I don't think the banks were particularly predisposed to creative businesses in, in that time either, were they really? It wasn't something they understood very well.
0: Not not so much. I mean, there was Bob, but it was hard to find other Bobs. Yes, uh, you no, um, yeah. Moshi Monsters came along, yeah. did well obviously uh, Teletubbies in, in the night garden did well but there were few and far between the big the big ones. Um, probably, so not we, the um, to,
1: to, probably not the moment to ask you this since we're talking about your know, bleak period in, in 2008 but um, before we come more up to date with your with your work in the last few years yeah I just wanted to ask you whether in all that time through all the highs and lows you've experienced were there any particular meetings that stood out for you as being unusual uh, you know <laughs> amusing
0: or, or even just plain weird anything you went through that you recall um well i mean every every day was kind of just mad and crazy and 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 great fun and lots of weird and wonderful things happening you know with the characters and the shows that we mm. had to go on you know all the live shows that the the uh, the songs and the stuff we we put together. I mean, it was it was all one amazing blur of uh, <laughs> years of great fun. But yeah. I, I suppose uh, well, there were lots there were lots really. But there was one funny one that we uh, we pitched. One of my more adult animated concepts, if you like. Uh, th- this will be the one that I ha- I probably do when I retire, right? Okay. Uh, because it's going to ruin my um, <laughs> uh, preschool uh, reputation. It's uh, <laughs> it's my adult. Uh, dog um is about a guy who who's got this dog who he treats like a teenage son because he he could never have children Mm -hmm. because he has a low sperm count so he he um he's got this dog who he treats like a like a teenager and um so for that show rough the dog it was called and rough he really was rough and um uh, we we used to pride ourselves on um, you know our pitch pitching. Greg yeah. was particularly good at that, coming from a, a sort of uh, a theatrical show background. Yeah. Um, so we always did something different in the in the uh, in in the uh, boardrooms when we were pitching these things. We yeah. we set out doggy bowls around the, the conference <laughs> table with little chocolate buttons and water and little bone. We had little bone-shaped biscuits made out of gingerbread. <laughs> Um, and, and, and we put dog, uh, little uh, toy uh, dog poos on the carpet leading leading into the meeting. So people, as they turned up, thought, what the hell is going on? Really? Um,
1: experiential stuff, they'd call that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: <laughs> and um, because he was a Scottish Terrier, we all sort of wore something sort of tartan uh, and, you know. I mean, we didn't really know when to stop. should uh, We should have <laughs> okay. stopped while we were ahead because... I'm not sure if that one went down particularly well because <laughs> well, they were all expecting yet another big right, preschool sure. success. But yeah. they saw this and thought, no. And, and amazingly enough, we didn't get that one away.
1: Uh, well, I look forward to it in its, <laughs> uh, when it is final iteration, when it does uh, reach our screens. But, uh, so c- coming a bit more up to date then. So the, the, the next big landmark thing after the Chapman Productions, uh, uh, the Chapman Entertainment, uh, was Paw Patrol. So can you take us through the process of that? Uh,
0: yeah, so as, as we were going through this terrible time with the administrators and uh, um, on you know, the, the, the brands, the Chapman brands, so I'm sitting in this office, um, which luckily I'd bought um, with my Bob proceeds. Uh, so I had uh, at least, owned, they couldn't chuck me out of yes. the office. Okay. So okay. I managed to actually lease that back to the administrator, which was not bad. Um, I'm sitting in this massive office on my own, um, working on a brief that had come in just before we went into administration. I'd started mm-hmm. it at Chapman, but then continued it, um, which was uh, a brief from Spin Master Toys. I'd met those guys down in Cannes and MIPCOM and stuff and yeah. made, made great friends with them, and, and we'd always wanted to work on something together. So they sent me the pitch, uh, which they'd sent out to a number of creative... comfortable show action show um they they were they're very innovative at spin master and they 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 were always you know creating these new this transforming toy technology um and they wanted to use that on a on a preschool show um where vehicles could literally change into a police car or a or a a fire engine or or, or something so that was the the brief. It was a loose brief, but uh, they needed a core idea to to make it work and uh, i came up with uh you know i thought right well I'm, i want to make so, I want to make these animals so that yep. it really appeals to preschoolers and what what animal globally is probably the most popular I thought, well, it has to be puppies okay. um, i'd had puppies all my life, and uh, I thought right, they would be great because they would be cute um, yep. and if I put humans in it. Say a boy who <clears throat> trains them. Mm. Maybe they rescue puppies who rescue people. It was a very simple idea, yeah. like what what we'd call a big idea in 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 the advertising uh, world. It was a a, co- a very simple, but but a, an idea that could 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 go very big, and mm. you'd had unlimited uh, storylines from. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the, the the puppies jumped in their kennels, which then changed into their vehicles. So that mm. was the transforming element yeah. part of it. Um and they uh Spinmaster s- i s- was subsequently told my I got down to a two two finalists if you like. Oh, was really? a bit like the yeah. the yeah, a bit like the um Britain's Got Talent or something, <laughs> yeah. <you know>, the, <laughs> the X Factor. With yeah. Two of us down to the final and they all sat around a boardroom and they had to vote on which one they went for and um so it was either gonna be puppies or it was gonna be a space concept. Right. Okay. Um and uh, thankfully, they all saw the heart in using puppies, puppies um, okay. and thank God they did because, yeah. you know, it went on to become mm, perhaps the the most successful preschool show uh, yes. ever ever made. It's so certainly a
1: huge, absolutely huge success, uh, Paw Patrol, and and of course, there's actually next year we're going to see a, a mainstream movie release of Paw Patrol. Yes, they're
0: making a big movie, a big theatrical release movie, not to be confused with their one hour special movies which they sometimes release Um, this one is a proper uh, theatrical, hopefully the cinemas are back by then, uh, up and running and people are going back and watching Um, but it's due to come out at the end of 2.21 and um, it's being made in Canada by Micros Animation and Mm. um, I've seen some of the stuff from it; is absolutely amazing. So it's taking what the characters that we know and love yeah. now, and 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 giving it that amazing sort of Pixar quality look. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's, as you
1: say, that's quite a lot different from from what's come before, and, and it has the potential for being another real milestone for the property. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So the, I mean, movies essentially are they're like marketing. Um, uh, things that uh, for a brand to, to, to keep to keep their brands fresh aren't they really mm. they, they yeah. you know they've got their l m very strong yeah. you know over a billion dollars a year doing yeah. that um, regular regularly it's becoming a bit of an evergreen um, but you know the movie stuff it gives them the chance to refresh it put a new angle on it put some new yeah. uh, put some new um, Themes within it and, and toy potential, uh, which no doubt they'll do, uh, which will which will come out and run alongside the, the, the regular Paw Patrol stuff. Yes, of course. Which is tried and tested; it. it's been done many yeah. times with, with the big movies like Star Wars and stuff. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that turns out. But from what I've seen, it, it looks quite incredible. Um, yeah, yeah and the, and- exciting.
1: The pups are pretty much uh, on on a bit of a crest of a way. but you're but as is, as ever with you, Keith, you're you're working on new product projects at the moment. So, is there anything you can tell us about what you're working on right now?
0: Yeah, right. So, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe during the COVID thing, you know, in, in lockdown, I've just never been busier um, yeah. creating stuff, um, and I've had a lot of shows been picked up. Um, obviously, it helps when. Mm, they're they're all looking for the next Paw Patrol. But, of course, um, so, yes. You know, I, I do keep telling people <laughs> <laughs> they're not. You can't just churn those out. They're um, they're kind of lucky. There's a bit of luck involved. There's well, everything I mean, I'm, has to align, yeah, I'm interested
1: you know. in you, you saying that. I think that's true. I no mean, I, mean, I had a brilliant the idea in the creative process, as you, as you found with Rory. Sometimes the timing can be against you, and all it's that, you know,
0: it's be. everything. It's it's yeah. uh, you need. Every single aspect of it needs to come together. You need you need a strong idea. You need a great partner to make it. Um, great animation, uh, great direction, great music, um, and, and so on and so on. Every part of it has to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then, of course, you then even though you've got a great show, you then need uh, a great broadcasting partner. You need the right yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got a. It's got to sell. It's got to be. be popular with uh, with the kids all over the world um, the licensing has to be right the toys have to be right um, it all just needs to come together I mean if you if you actually set out from a, a scrap of paper just a yeah. plain piece of paper and jot it down an idea to that you know the many years later when mm. it becomes uh, a global breakout here I think it's probably easier to win the lottery yes um, <laughs> um, it's, it's so there's so many hurdles to jump yeah. Over. Um, and so you basically uh, yeah. so
1: you basically got to have a a love and a passion for your creation yes, to drive it yes. through all those barrier, obstacle, barriers, whatever we want to call it, the challenges. You
0: do. You do. Uh, yes. I think from a creator's point of view, you know, it's um, you need that focus and dedication and passion and love for what you're doing, because everything we do is speculative. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, and and,
1: and you, if if I may say, so Keith, what your p- position is a little bit. Yeah, interesting from the point of view that you are a creator but you've got this clear understanding of those commercial imperatives at the same time
0: yeah i think so i mean i uh, and i think that's come from working in advertising knowing a brands and trying to find what the usp of that brand is mm-hmm. um to so that you know you focus in on what the strengths are of that idea and okay. you're, you're then advertising that Your your creative ideas are based on that, on that core uh, um, theme, that concept. Mm. What what is it? What is that show about? And I think I'm always looking for that in shows, um, with whatever whatever I do. Um, And you know, and then working for Jim Henson and learning about um, how to take uh, characters and turn them into global brands. That Mm. that was great uh, great education for me. Uh, Learning about L and M. Yeah. Um, so when I'm creating a show, I'm I'm not just thinking of it as a as a show or uh, maybe a series of books. I'm thinking of it as a brand. Mm. Uh, you know, how does it? What's it going to look like as a as a theatre show? Um, yeah. um, you know, what will it look? Like? Is the idea big enough to to create a movie from? Mm. I'm I'm sort of thinking of other things as well, not just not just the TV show. Um, Terrific. So keeping keeping the door um, open. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So on, on other shows, I mean, there's quite a few. Um, there's a new one coming out, actually, which been, we've been working on uh, for a number of years. With uh, it's, it's with Spin Master again, uh, the producers of Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very big uh, idea, very big, expensive preschool show, um, which is called Mighty Express. Okay. Um, and yes it's about trains uh, yes. you might have guessed <laughs> and uh, it's starting on Netflix I believe it's starting on the 20th of September mm. uh, launching so there'll be some PR on that uh, a little bit of press coming out soon I've seen the, the uh, you know they've pitched to, to the North American licensees I think mm-hmm. there's a big one due for the European guys yep. coming up And it looks sensational um, and it's getting incredible feedback um, from the licensing community. Um, So that's very exciting. Um, And uh, I've got various shows with various production companies, uh, several in Canada, um, China, a couple, Mm. India um, and the UK. And I've also got um, a movie uh, oh, my own uh, my own movie which okay. is uh, in production uh, which I've been working on for trying to get going for about 10 years mm. and finally got the uh, found the the money guys uh, to come through and that's a, a bit a pretty pretty big over 30 million dollar movie wow. yeah uh, f- full length animated movie I can't say too much because there's a big press release coming okay. out on that <laughs> in literally in a few weeks but it's right. We've got some incredible people on board, um, and uh, it's an uh, it's an environmental s- storyline, which is uh, ticks ticks all the boxes right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a really that's probably my biggest thing I've ever done. That's due currently in production in Paris uh, with Micross again, okay. yeah. um, and that's due for release in 2022.
1: Fascinating news, Keith. Thanks for sharing what you've got. Yeah, you could yeah. So I'm,
0: I'm yeah. really, I'm really looking forward to that yeah. show uh, coming out.
1: So Keith, okay, just to, to wrap up for today, something I'm asking all the uh, interviewees are kind enough to, to come on this podcast is just to tell me what the three favourite properties that you've worked on, not necessarily the most commercially successful, but how you how you would describe your
0: favourite properties
1: that you've been involved with.
0: Uh, I think, um, well, I suppose the favourite ones, um, would have to be Bob being my first. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, that was the, that, that was the show. I mean, I used to tell my kids Bob stories when they were, when they were preschoolers, um, just read them, just make them up in my head, um, and then start putting pen to paper and creating that show Mm. and seeing that whole thing. I mean, I remember getting the call, from Peter Orton, from a Can, when they sold it to the BBC, and him yep. saying, yeah, "We just, we just got the commission." Hmm. I mean, literally, I, I think I, I must have cried. Yes, uh, that just thought, "Oh Jesus!" Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it been, seems yeah. to be so long. I've been trying to to get something big going. Yeah. Um, so that was that was has to be number one, um, and the second one would have to be Poor Patrol. Yeah. Uh, because of it's be- sort of becoming historic mm. uh, in terms of the success and the size of it. It's now double the size of Bob. Mm, uh, it's wow. uh, yeah. heading, heading yeah. towards a $10 billion property. Mm. Um, and, and it looks like it's going to carry on for a number of years, uh, become an evergreen yeah. Um, so that's that has to be number two, and then the third one will will have to be my first movie, which is yeah. which has been a, a, a passion project, and which I think is uh, touches on some things going on in the world, which uh, you know we need to think about, mm. and um, and
1: maybe people have had a bit more time to think about uh, recently as well.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. So so that I think when that comes out, it's going to be bang on the um, you know the timing couldn't be better. Um, and that hopefully will make people laugh and cry and, and just be amazed by the um, uh, by, by the work that's going on, going into that, the love and passion that's going into that by these amazing artists, um, which is uh, quite incredible. I've not seen anything like it. I'd have to say this, wouldn't I? My, my greatest uh, um, creations, I suppose. I've got, I've got to be my kids. You know, my boys uh, yeah. in London and young. Daisy, my daughter, of course. who we yeah. have with us here. <laughs> um, course, so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're the inspiration, I suppose, and, and they keep me young. And they're expensive, so I need to keep
1: coming up with stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like you're having too much trouble with that, Keith, I'm glad to say. So <laughs> thank you very much for, for joining us on Living With Life. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh, hope we can run into each other again soon.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Calvin. It's been a joy. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you soon in London. Cheers, mate.
1: A big thank you to our sponsor, Dependable Solutions, the licensing management software specialists.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Living with Licensing, please tell your friends and colleagues.